Hi there, my name is Pete. This is Social Distancer. So tomorrow is the big day in terms of Bonson Johnson, Sausage Johnson's uh, announcement to Parliament. And he has to do it in the House of Commons because the Speaker has told him off to the point where he can't ignore the Speaker any longer. And we're expecting him to announce a three-tier system across um England at least I imagine it is the whole of the UK I think but certainly England um, and the problem is you know England in a, in a big way anyway because it's easily the most populous of the four countries that make up the United Kingdom and so uh, so three tiers and this morning the big news is the the pushback from the mayors and the leaders of councils in the north who are deeply unhappy about this proposal um, mainly because they're just not being seen not being shared the evidence of like you know whether closing pubs for instance works and also you know the government are not working with uh, kind of maps and areas of infection that make any sense so for instance the leader of the council for Bert, for um, Manchester was talking about how that great big area including rural Cumbria where there's you know hardly any cases because it's a rural area of of the north uh, west uh, that area is included in the Manchester data which of course takes the whole data down you know the, so <laughs> it's basic stuff you know really really basic stuff they're not happy with uh, Bonson Johnson not sharing the data they have and working with the wrong data and basically saying that, well, like, you know, you've got to do this. You've, basically, my way or the highway. And of course, these are areas that for, you know, decades and decades have been underserved and like, you know, they just haven't been supported at all, even before austerity came along in 2010. And, you know, since 2010, places like Manchester, places like, you know, the, the north generally, but especially um, areas of, you know, lots of people living there, big cities and places around big cities have um, suffered massively from austerity, massively. Hundreds of millions of pounds of council um, budgets cut every year, year after year after year. Services cut left, right and centre. Everybody knows this that lives in Britain, you know. It just, it's a fucking joke. It's been an absolute, you know, travesty, like a criminal enterprise um, brought upon the whole of the UK for a decade. And part of the reason why Bonson Johnson started to chip away and to some extent demolish the red wall, the wall of um, support, the kind of uh, corridor of Labour, strong Labour um, seats, constituencies in the North um, East, especially Yorkshire in the North East, is because he had this scheme of levelling up. Leveling up, leveling up to a place, uh, to a point where you invest in communities and cities and towns, um, where in the south of England, especially the southeast, it's just you know kind of common, it's standard, essentially kind of you know safe Tory seats. Obviously, get all the fucking money, you know. 
So, um, and, and of course, you know, so the mayor of Liverpool, for instance, was saying, you know, how is this levelling up? You're telling me that Liverpool is going to go into tier three, you're going to shut the pubs and, you know, basically kind of close a lot of, um, a, a lot of the hospitality industry in Liverpool. Well, that is not going to help for job retention. And also, where is the evidence that it actually is spread in, in uh, pubs? I've seen contradictory evidence. I, I've seen that only 5% of cases are spread in pubs. And the idea, essentially what this comes down to is, is two things. Number one, um, there's a big peak uh, between 10 and 17-year-olds and 17 and 24-year-olds. They're the areas that for the last six weeks and month to six weeks, during this second wave period, uh, that's the kind of greatest level of, of um, climb, if you like. And those are still the people that are getting it more than any other group. But of course now it's seeping into all other ages now because, you know, more of the virus has been in the community, in the country as a whole for longer. So, you know, it is getting into the other age groups. All age groups now are seeing a rise everywhere as well, even in the Southwest. So if you're an old person in the Southwest, the chances of getting COVID-19 are much higher and more people in the Southwest who are older have got COVID-19 last week, for instance, than, you know, the uh, middle of August. So it doesn't matter where you are in the country um, or how old you are, the chances of getting it are higher. Of course, we know that because the R is above one. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, the people that are getting it more is uh, children between the ages of uh, 10 and 18 and then young, ad young adults uh, up to the age of 24. Why is that? Well, we know why it is. It's because they're at secondary school and it's because they're at university. We know that there is a massive crisis, like literally tens of thousands of um, freshers, um, most commonly. So people in their first year at university, tens of thousands across the country are basically self-isolating all the time. Like hundreds of people in fucking blocks, um, like just having to self-isolate. It's unbelievable. Two weeks of self-isolation is, is extraordinary, you know. A, a huge crisis in so many ways. And then we've got secondary schools where, uh, you know, and I speak with authority on this because I know about bloody secondary schools. So, you know, secondary schools where nobody is social distancing in the classroom. The, the classes aren't spread out. Everyone's just sitting where they're sitting. There is no social distancing happening in the classroom. There's very little social distancing happening outside of the classroom, if at all. And of course, nobody is wearing masks. No one is wearing masks. It is unbelievable. So what do you expect? Of course, the virus is going to spread if it's in the community. We've got to remember Zoe Hyde on this. If it's lower in the community, then the chance of it getting in the school is low. If it's high in the community, then the chances of it getting in the school is high. It is getting in the schools and it is getting in universities. So no surprise there. So if you're interested in meeting up with some friends, and the pubs are closed, are you going to say, I'm not going to meet up with you? Or are you going to say, 
yeah, fine, let's meet up in a pub, and in, in a park, for instance, and let's get pissed in the park. Or let's meet up at our house. You can do that, and as long as there's less than six people. In fact, you can do that. Six different households can meet up. So you can have your, you know, kind of in, in the, um, within the bounds of the rule of six, you can, six people from di six different households can meet up and uh, have a jolly in, a, in someone's house and get pissed and no social distancing, no windows open necessarily. So that's how it um, runs. So 5% of spread in um, restaurants and pubs, you know, that might be right. It all comes down to Cummings, basically. After he lost people's trust um, through Cummings, then I don't think there's any way back. Margaret Ferrier, the MP who's refusing to resign, has blamed COVID for acting improperly. I think that's the um, parliamentary way of describing her actions. Um, when she uh, knew she had COVID-19 <laughs> and went into the House of Commons, did a speech and then got on a bloody train from London to Bonnie, Scotland. And um, she says that the virus makes you act out of character. She says, quote, a lot of people, a lot of people say COVID makes you do things out of character. You know, my mother is Scottish, by the way, so I am allowed to do this. It's the one thing, well, as well as being a megalomaniac psychopath, the one of the two things I have in common with Trump. Um, a lot of people say COVID makes you do things out of character. You're not thinking straight. At that moment when I thought it would come back negative and it was positive, I was utterly shocked. You could have knocked me over. That's a very Scottish thing to say, isn't it? You could have knocked me over. While well, the last 10 days have been a highly stressful situation, I'm still continuing to work hard for my constituents while I'm unwell. I'm continuing to work despite everything. Despite everything's slightly Scottish as well, don't you think? Don't you think? Despite everything. It may be a serious error in judgment. I'm not denying that. People may be saying, you should have known better. You're a public figure. But at the end of the day, it still hurts. You then think all this hard work and dedication just wiped away. You know what she should have said at the end there? That's the end of the quote. At the end there, she should have said, you then think it's all for nothing. Because <laughs> that's a proper Scottish thing to say. All right, let's so imagine that she said that. You then think it's all for nothing. All this hard work is for nothing. But she didn't fucking say that, did she? She said, all this uh, work and dedication just wiped away. That's not Scottish. Fucking hell. Anyway, my researcher has taken... Well, my, it's not my researcher, the show. She, he doesn't research other parts of my life. Um, the show's researcher 
took this as a as a way to, as a kind of little you know he's like a bloody dog with a bit isn't he that guy and he took it funky um that's his dog's name and he thought right let's fucking go with this is there a link between you know did covid make her do it covid made me do it <laughs> when you just fuck up at work tomorrow yeah i mean you can totally say covid made me do it send the wrong email you know you don't do your paperwork you're out whatever late for a meeting just say covid made me do it but you got to do it in a scottish accent and then you get away with it and there is a link between the way that you think um and covid obviously like we know that it attacks basically every fucking organ in the in the um human body and we know that do you remember the um the short-lived and much-loved and alas gone forever the symptoms do you remember the hallucination episode of the symptoms where the guy had no other uh, if you're a new listener by the way fucking get on that man i don't know when it is like what 120 something like that around 120 say i'd say yeah something like that i don't know maybe a bit later than that actually but anyway this dude in the states somewhere he the only covid symptom he had was hallucinations and he had this voice in his head saying drink bleach (laughs) and it wasn't trump weirdly it wasn't trump it might have been put there because trump around that time was telling people to drink bleach like the genius that he is the very stable genius Anyway, so we do know that COVID does have an effect on the old brainy wainy, and this is a little list of the uh, the kind of side effects, if you like, or the well, not the side effects, the bloody symptoms that you get: confusion, loss of consciousness, seizures, stroke, loss of smell and taste, headaches, trouble focusing, changes in behaviour. Maybe COVID made her do it. Maybe COVID made her do it so this is the omnibus edition so let's take a look quickly back at last week and it was trump heavy uh because he's heavy trump and uh not a good week for trump and the polls are going against him it looks pretty good for biden people are starting to whisper that it might be a bit of a landslide or certainly a heavy defeat for trump come november the 3rd and there's a lot of talk about you know are we going to have to wait a couple of days or we might have to but then again we might not have to because trump needs florida if trump doesn't get florida he basically has no path towards 270 electoral votes and florida the people in florida are already voting 800,000 democrats have already voted 400,000 republicans have already voted and by 55 to 40, Florida's old people, their seniors, senior citizens, are supporting Biden. Now, this is a group that, that Trump carried in 2016, the old people of Florida, and he won Florida from Clinton, as we all know. So if he's losing, and, and the, the reason why that, that's uh, significant is that old people definitely vote, and they're going to be voting early because of the coronavirus so they're going to be getting their you know votes in and they're in the back and 800,000 people across florida not only old people but you know probably a good majority of them are old people have already voted so even if there is an october surprise that the bump the trump the biden the bump (laughs) the biden campaign are expecting i don't know what it would be but you know 
they were expecting something. And I imagine, like, it's been going pretty well for them so far, do you know what I mean? So it's probably good to kind of expect something. But of course, with early voting, you want people, as many people as possible, to be voting now when, you know, the sun is shining on you, you know? And of course, it takes those voters off the table, as it were. Um, so he needs Florida, and it looks like he could lose Florida. I'm not totally convinced that he will lose Florida because there's a big Republican contingent in Florida, um, but it's a mixed state and it's quite difficult to read, apparently. I mean, I'm no bloody expert on Florida politics and listeners in Florida. Please do get in touch at um, Twitter, um, podcasting COVID, or email social distance podcast at gmail.com if you want to give your opinion about you know where things are at in florida and arizona is the other one i know i've got listeners in arizona my brother's in arizona as well hello how are you doing this is a weekly call out weekly weekly call out and um arizona um john mccain's wife is like really going to bat for biden McCain and Biden were friends, no surprise at all. They are political opponents, but very close friends. And you can imagine that. I mean, you know, it's not like concocted. Do you know what I mean? It's totally legitimate friendship that they had for years and years and years. And um, so Cindy McCain, uh, Joe, um, John McCain's uh, widow, is, uh, you know, kind of basically doing everything she can to convince Republicans in Arizona to ditch Trump and go for Biden. And she holds a lot of weight because uh, John McCain was massively, massively, massively popular in Arizona. He was the center there for years and years and years. And of course, he famously didn't get along with Trump, who essentially kind of besmirched his name in the most appalling way by calling this prisoner of war like a proper, you know, I mean, I don't know if he's not a hero, there are no fucking heroes, basically. He called him a loser because Trump called him a loser because he said, you know, I like people that didn't get caught. So, you know, there's no love lost between the McCain family and Trump, but there's no love lost between the Bush family and Trump but the Bushes are sitting this one out. You know, they are not coming out in support of um, Joe Biden, even though I'd be very surprised if they didn't actually, put, you know, privately in the privacy of, um, you know, the contract between the individual and the ballot, uh, vote for Biden. They probably are all going to vote for Biden. You know, George Bush, old W and... Jeb Bush, all those fuckers, they're probably going to vote for Biden, but they're not going to say it publicly because they are loyal to the Republican Party. Cindy McCain, you know, she remembers um, character, and so she's coming out strong for Biden, and I think that that is only going to boost his chances in Arizona, and he's looking really good in Arizona. I mean, really, really good. And we must remember that three of the states that uh, Trump needs to get, he only won by less than 1%. So he scraped through last time. He scraped through, you know, just, um, what, like 100,000 votes, I think less, in a couple of states, in three states, and he scraped through into the presidency. So it's looking really good for Biden. 
We'll see what happens next week in terms of Trump and his um, rallies, because he's getting back on the old rally uh, game from tomorrow, tomorrow in Florida, actually, uh, Monday. And, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if he can kind of do it, you know. He cut his speech short for no reason at all, or no kind of publicly given reason. He was supposed to be speaking for 30 minutes yesterday in the Rose Garden, or to the Rose Garden from the balcony. Uh, but he only spoke for 17 minutes, which is slightly weird. So, you know, if he's ginned up on steroids, then those steroids can't last forever, you know. But we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, very exciting. Welcome to the Trend Report. This is the shortest trend report in history. Basically, I'm going to do it under two minutes because um, it's been a busy, stressful week and it's late now. And, you know, I've been doing other things. So (laughs) basically check your you know local news for the actual figures but the trend in the uk as we know is it's going up interestingly though um at the uh, this last last sunday so a week ago as i speak today the um the covid uh, symptoms study app the zoe app was showing 266 estimated symptomatic cases in the uk and as of this morning, so very early this morning, so kind of Saturday night really, it was showing, Saturday night, Sunday morning, it was showing 310, uh, 310,000. So it's grown by 44,000 in the week. Now that's different, obviously, to the 20,000 new uh, cases per day, you know? So I'm not entirely sure kind of they don't really explain that you know they don't explain this kind of quite a big discrepancy Um, because how can you have 20,000 new cases a day over seven days that's more than 44,000 even I know that even I know that but I would say that it is growing and we do need to be obviously you know incredibly careful everyone does and it's growing everywhere like I just mentioned a moment ago Um, So we all have to be careful. In the States, it's getting worse as well. More states are, it's growing in more states than it was last week. But uh, for the details, I'm going to do this under two minutes. Right, for the details, see your local press. Bye. the
days it's free and an omnibus on Sunday. It's great, and there's a bit of swearing too, so that's nice. Uh, so today, brilliant day today, we had, it was so nice, a moment of kind of calm, it was my son's birthday tomorrow so we had a bit of a birthday weekend we met with some some friends much loved friends which was outstanding brilliant and you know uh, yeah, wonderful to see them and a real relief and just a day full of playing and you know playing with new toys and all that uh, so that was really beautiful and absolutely necessary after the kind of you know, tumultuous a uh, couple of days that we've had, and uh, so big day tomorrow for old um, Sausage Johnson. We'll see what he says. We'll see if it makes any difference. I mean, I really do think that after Cummings, that's it now, basically for the UK. We can just expect old Van Tam is out of the closet. Not he hasn't come out, but. He's, uh, you know, out in public again, is what I mean. And, um, you know, he's saying that we're at a tipping point. Well, we fucking know this. Like, we knew this, what was it, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when old uh, Witty and Valance said, you know, this is the exponential curve. We know all this shit. People are not kind of buckling under because they do not trust the government. And why would you trust the government after Cummings? Let's see if daily briefings happen again. Let's see if they get any... We're close to messaging, but without a good test and trace uh, operation, it's just going to keep spreading. Uh, Luckily, we do have a massive amount of agency in terms of whether we get it or not. Uh, Not everything is in our control, obviously, but quite a lot is, especially and mainly how you conduct yourself individually in relation to all of the kind of hygiene things that we need to do all the time and it is wearying but like i said on monday this isn't a fucking tv on friday this isn't a tv show you know this is life yeah it's life isn't it that's life and um anyway uh i found out something amazing you know that painter uh jim carrey the guy that does those quite subtle satirical paintings um, like a, an example of Jim Carrey's painting like he did one recently where it was a, an asteroid uh, kind of like you know zooming towards earth fiery asteroid but the asteroid was Trump that's clever isn't it so that's that kind of quite subtle like I think he's influenced by Rothko I'm influenced by Rothko Anyway, that guy, right, Jim Carrey, the painter, he's an actor as well. And he's the guy that is on, um, he's playing Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live at the moment. I had no idea. I don't know whether they, I don't know how they got in contact with him. I mean, who knows? I guess you can get in contact with painters somehow. Um, So that's good, isn't it? And he did a really good uh, Jeff Goldblum impression. So yeah, it's quite nice. Right, so let's take let's think of with with that in mind, let's think of a fly. Much maligned creatures, but you know, absolutely essential. Like all uh living things. 
and you know they've got bad press flies they really got bad press um but i love flies i really am a big f- fan of flies lovely flies i love flies <laughs> uh very good shoes fly london fly brilliant shoes beautiful gorgeous designs the fly shoe yes anyway um think of a fly 1 2 3 walk between the raindrops thank you ever so much for listening please and i never say this but please do if you like the show subscribe use whatever it is that you're using now to listen press the fucking button and subscribe please and also tell your friends as the song says not just a cheeky little song it's an instruction okay tell your friends and get them listening and also if you want to you know I can't promise anything but if you want to some people would say a good idea is to do a little review write a review if it's good if you if you're just going to fucking ban it then you know don't fucking put it on but if it's a good review put it on put it on the apple one's a couple on the apple one which is really nice to see the apple one on whatever the fuck they call it apple podcasts or whatever it is what used to be called itunes i think uh, but i'm not an apple guy i'm totally not an apple guy i'm not interested in apple at all but anyway there's a couple up there i don't know if there's any else any others up there but please do uh, consider doing a review and uh, next show is on monday so probably slightly johnson heavy but you never know get a bit of trump in there hopefully old trumpy wumpy uh will do something fucking nuts. I mean I don't know why he thinks that that's going to that going back out on the stump is going to help him. I mean <laughs> it's not a good idea. I don't I don't think it's a good idea Mr. President. So we'll see. Anyway, uh yeah, thank you ever so much for listening. Take care. See you later. Bye.